Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis, Chris Ragg and Nick here of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing golden ages. Nick, go for it. So I was listening to um, some King Crimson the other day, Ooh. The Court of the Crimson nice. King. Yeah. Um, not, I think 1969, if I'm right about Ooh. that. If it's not Interesting, 1969. Interesting, I would imagine it's be slightly later, 70s. Right. Anyway, go on. Um, but um, uh, you now I've got very eclectic music taste. Mm. So, you know, I listen to that. One of my, f- and one of my other favorite Kylie pieces Minogue, of music Crimson, is yeah, uh, the theme from A Summer Place. By, it's the it's the really famous bit of music that goes da 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 da. Yes. Yeah, it crops up in if you want to evoke the peace and harmony of the of the late 1950s. You play uh, Percy Fates. Um, anyway, there's a gap of merely ten years between that being a massive hit and and uh, King and the Court of the Crimson King, and I I think if you think about 1960 right the top selling albums of 1960 sound of music soundtrack uh, the lord's prayer by the mormon tabernacle choir um a band called terry snyder and the all-stars right okay you've never heard of them but they basically did lots of jaunty instrumentals um the kingston trio when were all these sorry which 1960 right 1960 okay frank sinatra okay top selling albums of 1970 Abbey Road and Let It Be, wow. Led Zeppelin 2 wow. and 3, Bridge Over Troubled Water, <laughs> mm. Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills and Nash, wow. Cosmos Factory by Credence, and Abraxas by Santana. It is a different world. It's night and day, isn't it? Now, 2010, top performers. Uh, top album sellers, 2010, include, uh, so people, Keisha, Drake, Arcade Fire, Katy Perry, <laughs> Kanye or Ye, I think is he's known now. Uh, Justin Bieber, Eminem, Lil Wayne, Taylor Swift, right? Twenty twenty, yeah. Harry Styles, Eminem. They're all the bloody same. Lil Wayne, uh, Justin Bieber, and even if they're Taylor not the same, Swift, they're the same. Yeah, and and Lil Wayne has spawned some other Lils. Oh, really? Lil Baby and Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, I love him. Yeah, so, so Lil, Lil Wayne, I was wondering where all these Lil people came from. Lil Wayne is only five foot five. Lil, Lil Baby is five foot eight. And Lil Uzi Vert is five foot four, the shortest of the bunch. So they're not lying about their, them being Lil. But um, I know what's going on here. This is, there's a causation, not a correlation between height and quality of music. Yeah. Could be. But I, I'm not making a judgment about which is better. Uh, but I am observing that between 60 and 70, yeah, there was an enormous, like thriving, just, well, golden age yeah. of popular music. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, in terms of sort of style and performers and everything else, we are in some kind of gold doldrums now. Um, and... Um, yeah, so I think it's fair to call the 1960 golden age of pop music, even if you like Taylor Swift and, you know, don't like uh, Paul Simon. But um, 
uh, but we and that we're not now. Something is different in about the last sort of ten years than yeah. was true of the sixties. Um, now we have actually touched a bit. We touched very tangentially on this when we were discussing dead art forms. Yeah. Um, what's our question here? Well, I'll get to that. So, but when we looked at dead art forms, we were like, okay, well, what is that kind of? You get that? When does an art form reach? A kind of dead end yeah uh, and and we talked a little bit at the end about the opposite which is golden ages and i think we yes. want to talk about yes. that in detail now okay which is what where do you get how do you get a golden age yeah how do you foster one and get one going because you know i'd like another one i'd like to get another golden age going in popular music okay so look Two, two things. First of all, I think just to write one bit off, famously, well, not famously, but often people say, you know, there was a lot of crap music around in the 60s, and there was. However, um, just, you know, if we, if we do, if we measure, if we take a parameter of, hey, what was the top ones, which mm. you've done, then straight away that kind of does, that sort of sweeps that away, I feel, yeah. and, and still allows there to be crap music in the 60s, first of all. Second, um, what I like here is many times in our podcast we say, um, Oh, that's another podcast topic in itself. Mm. Boom, we've done it. Yeah. Um, three, it's only taken five years away. Um, three, I, I think there's an interesting question. How do you make a golden age happen? Is, well, can you, mm. right? Can you create those conditions or do they just happen? Yeah. So, and I'd be interested to know if we, if we take this as a premise, yeah, the 60s was a golden age of, of popular music. How did that happen? What were the conditions? Do we want to delve into that? Um, do we want to talk about that or do we just want to go straight to the question of how does one create it if one can either chris or jordan pick this up so for me i, I mean i'll come back to the question of can you make it happen because i think that's where we're hopefully hopefully going um but i i think if you look at uh conditions for for golden ages um uh, and, and what what actually, you know, how do you define a golden age? I, we need I, to talk about other golden ages outside of music as well, yeah, by the yeah, way. But sorry, yeah, Chris, yeah. go on. Yeah, so I was, I was going to say, I, I think there's a there's an aspect of a golden age which is about um, cultural productivity, right, in in some or many fields. But, you know, the, cl the classic um, historical uh, idea being the Renaissance, right? Okay. I mean, actually, it was relatively well spread over time and and space. Uh, it was but, very long, really high quality golden age. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, and um, uh, but I dare say there were probably some terrible frescoes painted during that period as well. Mm. But uh, uh, yeah, but um, uh, so so yes, this this idea of, of sort of cultural productivity. And when you think about the conditions underpinning it, certainly when you think about the sort of historic uh, um, examples, things like um, uh, turn of the century Vienna or, or the Weimar Republic uh, or Enlightenment England, um, you know, there, there is an element where you've basically got um, a, a geographical and uh, temporal concentration of something going on whether it's science whether it's uh you know arts whether it's um you know literature whatever whatever it might be uh, and often it's actually multidisciplinary right it's across a load of things so the, the question i suppose to pose would be did loads of other was there other cool stuff, stuff in the 60s in, in the 60s yeah um but so 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 i when i started thinking about this i thought well look is 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 this simply um the analogy I kind of came up with was um, 
you know, the, the stars and planets exist, right, um, because of their of the, the co-location of matter in a in a in a space and, and time. And but but it was it was born from the random distribution of those things. So right. there's, a, there's a randomness of it. Yeah. Right. But once you get some concentration, you then get more concentration, you know, due to the effects of gravity, it pulls things in okay. and eventually you've got, you know, stars creating yeah. matter, right? Um, and, and so that analogy, I think, is one, was my initial thought uh, explaining how this happens, that you effectively get a bunch of, uh, you get something happening just down to chance, like, you know, lots of people gathered in New York for some reason. And then before you know it, people are going to that place because it's known for something adding their talents into the, into the mix in a particular field, exchanging ideas, creating more things. And before you know it, you have a golden age located in, in a place. But I think it's probably more complicated than that for reasons that we can come on to. But, um, but I posit that as a, as, a, as a theory that it's simply, there is no particular reason for it other than you get an initial concentration due to randomness and then that draws more and more. It feeds on itself. It feeds on itself. Yeah. Um, Jordan, what are your thoughts on this? Um, on the idea of conditions for a golden age, I was thinking that I, it, it may have something to do with uh, innovation and newness, I think, as, as well. I think there's something about something appearing for the first time that means we think of it as a golden age because I guess everything that happens subsequent of that is will always be viewed in relation to when it first happened. So, yeah, whether it's pop music in the 60s or uh, I guess the Renaissance is the the golden age. That's that, the golden age of golden ages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the one that is the reference point for all other golden ages. But, uh, yeah, I think there's something about... Um, it occurring while it's in its very nascent stages. I, I, th I think that's a that's a key. What do you mean? Condition. The the thing, the cultural event or the scientific discovery, whatever it is, I think has to be. It has to be new. Yeah. I think it has to be. It has to be. It maybe not. It doesn't have to be brand new, but it has to be in its early stages of development. I think yeah. is, is a kind I've got, of key. I've got some data along those lines, actually. The interesting thing here is that until I looked at this data, and it ties exactly in with what Jordan was just saying, I had the idea that a golden age was a sort of period of maturity. I was sort of thinking, well, you you know, golden age would be, let's say, the kind of height of something or the, mm, the most but productive But it's not. It's, I think with Jordan. Go on. Mm. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. And and actually, in the old, this, the term golden age comes from the sort of ancient, this ancient Greek idea of the the history of their, I think, the Greek civilization as being characterized by this age of gold, then an age of uh, silver, then bronze. Then uh, they've squeezed in something called the heroic age mm. and then the age of iron. And, and I guess rust. Um, and um, I, I looked. At, I looked at some golden, some popular golden ages. Go on. Spanish golden age, fourteen ninety two to sixteen fifty nine. They had a really long golden age. Yeah, literally um, golden. Age. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. heaving. With a bit gold. of silver as well. Golden yeah. age of Hollywood, which was the sort of nineteen tens to nineteen sixties. Mm. Golden age of arcade games. 
late 1970s to the early 1980s. Quite a short one, but mm. no less. That's where Space Invaders and Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and Frogger were all created. The Golden Age of Piracy, um, contingent, I think, on the Spanish Golden Age and kicked off in the 1580s, uh, lasted about 150 and years. And also, depending on whether you're a pirate or not. Yeah, if you're not, probably, probably not a Golden Age. Yeah. But then, then now, this is comparable, I think, to the Renaissance, the Golden Age of hip-hop which was from the yes. mid-1980s mid to the, to the mid-90s. That's right. The golden age of sci-fi, 1938 to 1956. Apparently, mm. they can be very precise about that. The golden age of TV in the US, which is judged to be 1947 to 1960. Um, we could talk about, well, is the, the things that we, recent golden ages that we're not sure about, but one of them would be uh, perhaps the American golden age, which you might say was not about 1945 to 1980. Um but then uh, the internet golden age, which might be something we want to discuss in more detail. But um, uh, the to go to so if you look at when the golden age happened, just before you do this mm. list sounds like a list that was googled. And, yeah, and that's like exactly top, that's where I oh, got my it? data from. And it was the yeah. first hit, sort of top ten golden ages. Wikipedia, and, actually. yeah, yeah was things it? things that are regarded as golden ages. Right, it's not it's not cracked.com, It is Wikipedia. <laughs> but um, so if you look at how long does it take to get your golden age? Spain really only started in 1479. Um, I know it was there before, but the nation of Spain... Hey, presto, golden age within about a decade, uh, including the discovery of the new world. Mm. The first Hollywood film in old California, 1910, instant beginning of the golden age. The first arcade game, Computer Space, 1971, the golden age starts within a decade. Um, piracy... They're already the golden age of piracy uh, is about fifty years after the first pirates in the Caribbean, but not very long. Um, hip hop uh, within about within about ten years of the invention of hip hop, you've got the hip hop golden age. I, what I'm saying is, golden ages start astonishingly close to the first thing, mm. first Hollywood film. Hey Presto, you're in a golden age. So I think the, the it's it's not just newness. It's really like the, the discovery of a new thing is almost where you get the beginning of the golden age, give or take 10 years or so. These golden ages sound crap. What? They sound tin to me, tin ages. What, what do um, you mean? <laughs> what aspect of the Spanish golden age do you think is rubbish? It's awesome. It's mighty galleons heaving with gold. I don't think it's a golden age. It's... Um, I mean, but just well, you need to choose... tell that to the historians who keep calling it the Spanish Golden Age. <laughs> but what it about? I mean, the Golden the Age of Hollywood, the Golden Age of Hollywood, ending in the nineteen sixties. Mm, yeah, you know, nah. all those Hollywood stars, the black and white. The well, famous, I would call it like know... the thirties, maybe, or the fifties, but not. I wouldn't span well, like, from nineteen ten to up to the end of nineteen sixties. This sounds like one of those you won't believe what's at number one lists. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you what people say. I'm not signing up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, the point is not really when they... I don't... You could argue about the end. We could we could talk about what how you know it's coming to an end. Um, and I've got some theories on those lines. But just to say that, um, it not only are golden ages at the beginning of a thing, they're really almost coterminous with the beginning of the thing. Like, the beginning of the thing, it, it will kick off a golden age. Well, so, let's think yeah. about this with something... Bring us right back to the beginning which if the 1960s were a golden age of pop music, well, pop mm. music started about, what, 1955, let's say, for example. So that kind of right. fits, and I, th right? I think when, what we're saying pop music is, is um, something enabled. I mean, vinyl and stereo were invented in the 30s, but they didn't become readily available. So I think what we're talking about is the is radio 
and uh, and people owning record players. Sure. I would say that's probably you know the the two things we could say. That's the new technology. Yeah. And and this is people diving into that new technology yeah. and discovering how to do it properly. Definitely. And I just super quickly off the top of my head jotted down a few things I felt were part contributed to the golden age in the 1960s. And sure enough, one of those I just put technological change, mm. which encompasses that. I think a generational swift shift from you know the sort of a war generation to I guess they'd be baby boomers would they I don't know sort mm. of drawn, born mm. in the 1940s or just after the war, um, and then the other thing is a bit of economic surplus so sort of um, bit of you know increased um, leisure time and um, I don't know lots of basic economic needs met so you can concentrate on other stuff and I'm sure there's lots of other things as well. So so you've got the sort of um enabler the supply if you like of which is the technology yep. and the newness of the technology um and then you have the the availability of people who are going to sort of produce uh who are interested in innovating yeah. in that space right and i, I the, think the 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 milieu in which they um exist uh it has also its own its own qualities right so i think there is an there is an element of it where you need um, you need challenge right you need interconnected minds if you look at if you look at some of those examples I was talking about in in Weimar Germany or, or um, uh, Vienna there were there were you know diverse minds diverse opinions and and sort of competitiveness but not um, not so culturally diverse that they are or, or not oppositional so so I think like if you if you look at um, something like uh, you know um, Weimar Germany there's there's a reason why all of the um, you know in popular culture why all scientists designers uh, you know um, avant-garde artists have German accents right because they came you know that's our sort of archetype of it but the point is they were unified by this sort of loose you know sense of, of germanic culture but they brought all these different ideas from within it so there's, there's a there's a sort of requirement for um whereas if you look at something like the culture wars in the us at the moment and and well, the western world in, in general you, you've got people at loggerheads like in complete resist entrenched in in positions not combining their ideas so so there needs to be like challenge and competitiveness where different artists say in the 60s you know the Beatles and the Stones or whatever are are um, challenging one another sharing ideas stealing ideas from from each other but they're not in comp complete there's a unity of purpose yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the movement I think yeah I would say it was um, more the Stones stealing from the Beatles but anyway um, look where are we all this I've kind of lost track of it this um, um, we've maybe moved beyond our own little golden age within this individual podcast and we're on the sort of hump on going down on the other side Jordan, bring us back into it. We our, need a renaissance. Yeah, we need a renaissance. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I found interesting thinking about this was when we when do we ascribe a golden age? Is it during mm. the age itself or is it sort of something right. we do retrospectively? Um, and I think, I don't know that people living through the 60s thought they were living in a golden age. Probably they didn't. Um, probably they were themselves were looking back to a golden age as... as as mm. artists uh, for, for the oh, I don't think they were, but keep going. Well, well, well <laughs> why I think that is because um, if we take the idea that there's some kind of correlation between uh, the when 
something starts and when it become when it becomes a golden age, that for me kind of links into how we think about nostalgia in a way that we're we're nostalgic for things that occurred in our childhood at a very young age. Um, and so I think a golden age, I guess, is sort of like a reflection of the childhood of the cultural product or the adolescence of something. Is there, But are there people... I mean, look, I, I was born in 1977 and I look back on the 60s as a golden age of pop music. Mm. Um, I don't really... I can see little bits and bobs, little flowerings in, you know, sort of pop music since I like, you know, Britpop was quite a fun time, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of coming up with new music and returning to more authentic sound and that kind of thing. Um, but I, uh, you, I don't think it went far enough to be a golden age. But mm. I, but I, so I feel like it's not. And I wonder if there, there are kids now, you know, looking at my, my, my kids, I don't think are particularly interested in pop music, maybe because it's not interesting. Um, but are there kids, you know, who, who would describe, who were born in the mid-90s, who would describe the music of the noughties as a golden age? I, I feel like it's harder to do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... Harder I, to I, make I, the case. I think for a true golden age, and you, you mentioned the sort of um, the classical use of the term golden age, and, and, and indeed in sort of, you know, classical... Uh, art and so on it it was it was very much used as a hearkening back to a time uh, you know of um of excellence before sort of living memory you know you look at the renaissance the renaissance is actually a recreation of or a reintroduction of many mm, class point. classical ideas a rebirth and, a rebirth yeah exactly and you look at you, you know there are there are lots of um there are lots of sort of uh, uh areas where people do hark back to an era potentially beyond their their own experience as a as a sort of um un, untouchable um period so the question is are some are some golden ages actually you know just rose tinted uh glasses looking at, at the past but i but i, I agree. don't buy this no, but no, anyway no, no, keep no, going no. Yeah. I, I agree fundamentally there are clearly some periods in history where it's like yeah, look, that stuff was much better than the stuff that came after it and the stuff that came mm. before it. And I think, so So looking at the life cycle side of things, I think it's only when you get back to things being shit that you realise that there was a golden <laughs> the, the age. The normal, the, the normal. The, the, the normal, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the normal so void. So I've got, of, I've got of a little space. model, which is actually a kind of version of the one I, I think I've kind of made up when we were talking about dead art form. Is this to create a, a new golden age of something? No, unfortunately, no. It, can oh. d it describes, but it doesn't really, uh, the key enabler, actually, it doesn't really tell you how to do that, although we, w we can touch on potential golden age that might be coming up. Okay. Um, but it, it basically, it's five five stages, and, and there is a model underpinning it. It's not purely observational, um, but it, it starts with discovery, uh, which obviously we've, we've talked about, but that, there has to be a new space, whether it's technological or geographic or uh, often those are connected, I think, because, um, you know, for example, ships, uh, you know, enabled us to discover the new world. I'm aware that there were people living there um, already and that wasn't entirely unproblematic. But, mm. you know, let's just say from the kind of perspective of the Spanish Empire um, and, uh, you know, computers, the invention of computers and the Internet enables cyberspace, new a new space. It's like rocketry enables us to get to actual real space. But the point is that we have to discover some new space, um, you know, metaphorical or literal. 
So once that's happened, I think the first people who get in there are the ones who are really interested in that space. They're, they're, they're thing-oriented. What can we do with this new electronic technology? What can we do with this new land? Um, and they really care about exploration. That's their, that's their aim, is to explore, test, try out new things that you could do with this thing. And of course, that really is 1960s you know, recording technology um, I think of someone like George Martin and where he was able to push, you know, the sound of the Beatles and so on. Um, uh, but then, of course, people start to notice, don't they? Who notices? The vultures. Yeah, the bloody marketing and Marketing people, and... people who are looking at the bottom line. Yeah. The, the, the moguls. And, yeah, yeah. So start to notice that this the kids are loving this thing. We need to get in there. And and then you so then you get to the next stage, which is exploitation, which is where you're, which is sounds bad. I don't mean it that way, but you're 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 now able to turn this thing into an actual profitable, um, you know, resource generating industry. And and so you, you know it's like the the carpet baggers are making way for actually the industrialists, you know, who are coming to build factories mm. and uh, start extracting uh, value. Um, but then the then the decline starts when you have suffocation. Innovators are priced out at this point, mm. uh, so you can no longer, you know, the entry barriers. It's all, it's all, you know, Disney and Miramax and things. It's all, it's all big companies. You can't now create. You don't have a space to go in there and create. Mm. Um, you you have to work in the industry instead of, you know, going and being a genuine sort of auteur. Uh, and and so gradually innovators disappear, and of course quality starts to decline because um, you know because uh, it, it's you, you don't get the kind of the, the creativity the, and the, the creativity, it's, yeah, it's, and then eventually the sort of ruination stage, where people are fighting over this shrinking pie, and it's all about rent seeking, and all of the people who were doing it because they thought it was fun, have gone. Um, and essentially, it's the killing of the goose that lays the golden egg. Um, so, so that's my model, and I think it sort of works with most yeah. of these, you know. And and you can um, with with pop music, I think you could see that sort of in stage of innovation being 1950s to 1970s. But you know that the ind and and of course the first people moving into the industry, the the kind of moguls and the producers, they were all creative people as well more or less mm. and uh, but then of course that the pop mute the height high pop music the maturity of the industry would be 80s and 90s really and and i would say the suffocation phase we're probably in of it being essentially all you have now is um you know is is massive uh, companies producing and i mean the mainstream industry you know it's it's just taylor swift albums yeah, uh, one after the other, and also famously not, mu not, not as much mountains, of not Taylor as much Swift money albums. around anymore in it as well. It's right, more, so, right. so that so, rent-seeking thing can yeah, and smaller yeah, and, and it's not dissimilar to processes like you know gentrification or um, the, the Venkatesh Rao Gervais principle idea of how companies you know start because someone starts, someone has an idea. And it turns into this thing that is there just to make money and stops being about the th the reason you set the business up. Um, so uh, yeah, anyway, that's my model. I think I think it, it sort of works works for golden ages. Okay. Um, yes. Now, Chris, you look like you want to say something. Yeah. No, I was just going to say I think I think there's a couple of things about golden ages that uh, that I wanted to touch on. One one is how how might you know you're in one? Mm. Um, mm. And and I think. Uh, 
I, I don't know, anecdotally, when I was thinking about this, I think there is an element of perceived decadence about about a golden age, the, the lifestyle of those around that golden age. You look at, you know, Weimar Germany, you look at the 60s, they were seen as, you know, a period when you get the breakdown of social norms mm, around yeah. drugs and sexual sexuality and, um, you know, all those kinds of things that normally glue society together. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether that is a cause or effect, whether it's a byproduct or a you know a, a reason for it. But I, I, I suspect I, think I suspect it's cause. Yeah, well, perhaps. But I, I, I certainly think the idea of innovation, right, is not going to just keep adhere to whatever art form you're you're involved in at the, at the time. That it stretches into the rest of you know the the people involved in it their their lives. So I, I you know. Yeah, whether it's yeah. One minute you're going, can we, uh, you know, can we see if we can get two music tracks running in parallel? And the next thing you're uh, at an orgy. You're at an orgy, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, uh, taking loads of drugs. Uh, It's one thing leads inevitably to the other. No, but I actually do think it does. um, I also think there's an element of decay about it. If you if you look at sort of um, you know Fonda Siècle. Paris again, the Weimar Republic, um, maybe even you know what happened to to the post Golden Age U.S. and the emergence of of pop music and other sort of popular culture things. I think there's this sense of something else coming to an a, an end and something new starting up and a sense of of a decay in in some way. So, yeah, I think those are a couple of of you know if you feel like something's coming to an end you might be about to start a, a, a golden age yeah. and if if lots of things are changing socially yeah. that might mean you're in a, a golden age definitely um the other thing i was going to say is uh, you, you talked about whether you can create create a content mm. and, and i believe that that there are good examples of where, where it's been confected so like um the manhattan project or the space race, you know, were effectively golden ages of particular technologies, you know, that were constructed largely by the by the US government, but where where they created these conditions where they got a load of people who knew about stuff, who had a common purpose and had different ideas on it and, you know, molded them very successfully, very quickly into generating incredibly effective uh, cultural, in this case, scientific a- output, and mm. so, so I think you know you could potentially say, right, okay, the government might say uh, we're going to create a new a new pop uh, golden age. Let's get all our world's best magician uh, magicians. <laughs> no, the magicians um, would be yeah, handy as well. Yeah, they would. They'd keep the musicians entertained. Yeah, um, uh, and and bring them together, and you know, but but you have to have that impetus to do that like uh, well i mean uh, the renaissance was uh, was heavily sponsored wasn't it by um you know by by exactly. status seeking rich families so yeah uh, yeah why not so basically we need piles of we need we need piles of cash yeah we need elon musk and we need an existential threat so <laughs> his cash well, tick and, and tick then, yeah. yeah okay All right. great um, a society falling apart. Great. Yeah. I know Elon listens to this. He does. So yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you're yeah. out there, do do start a golden age. Do, do drop us a few billion yeah. to start, start yeah. a golden we'll age. Get one we'll, we'll get straight you. to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, to finish off, I've got a question. I think it's a it's an obvious question. 
favourite golden age. No, I think we've done that one before. No, but we've I only think done... we should do no, what but... golden age are we going to have? Or yeah. Mm. yeah, that'd be more fun. Well, you can answer that. I'm going to answer what I want to answer. All right, but it'll just be the same answer as the no, one you gave No, it's not, because that was... I think that was just a that purely historic... Right. Chicago. God, I wish I had... I wish I could remember stuff like you. I mean, I'm on these podcasts. I know that because I hear my voice. I'm here now. Yeah. And I sometimes listen to them after. But if I didn't listen, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't remember any of what we do. The only reason you do them is to remember stuff, isn't it? So there's a digital record of yeah. things you've said. Yeah. So and I can't remember what was the question going to be. What, what golden age do you want or is coming up? Could, no, is yeah, yeah. What, are we, what are we about to go into? What's the next golden age? We'll, we'll do you last. Right. Um, who wants to go? I think we're living through potentially a golden age of social media before Oof. rules and laws and stuff prevent them from doing what they want to do. So there's, I think we're potentially living through one of those. I, 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 okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back Jordan up on that because I, I think there's, a, there's an element of, um, of these technologies having removed the need to, for people to be geographically located to have a golden age. You don't need to, it to be Berlin or Chicago or... It, it's there's now a global community that can interact and yeah i i think the short form video could be um could be something which you know there's a huge community now of people posting stuff in you know whether that's dance stunts on bicycles whatever it but might be it's awful be. most of it mm. uh, i don't know i i, I am not you need on a TikTok. professional video yeah. producer i'm not on TikTok, no that's then you're in the suffocation yeah, exactly zone. yeah you need yeah. someone to go in there and professionally exploit no it, you need no. lots of weirdos yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough um but yeah no well i do get youtube's attempt at, at, at TikTok, which is um shorts they're called shorts and they pop up on my youtube profile and they're, they're like people doing the most like unbelievably ridiculously dangerous but talented things okay. you know um out there and you sort of think oh that's quite impressive but okay um, none of this inspires um, me yeah um <laughs> so i i i think i my inkling is that there could be a korean golden age uh, on on the horizon nice um i think i i remember watching the um K-pop. the winter olympics that that uh, were um a few years ago now and just getting this sense of there's there's something going on here mm. in this place, and obviously there's more sort of uh, culture percolating into the West from from Korea. But I think the catalyst will be the fall of North Korea, mm. and that and you get the sudden blending of those two cultures, like that are united by linguistic yeah. and historical traditions, but suddenly you've got this these two different. Very and I think you could have that unity of purpose that you talked uh, exactly. about because it is a reunion. Uh, so, so yeah. that's my that's my yeah, tip. That sounds for, good. For nice and also famous. Yeah, I mean, for a long time I have been singing the praises, not on this podcast, of k- Korean filmmaking. Mm. Of course, they won the previous Oscar for best film, or yeah. one before, whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. They don't. They, they they keep churning out uh, big. Yeah, it was Parasite, obviously. Parasite. But, Parasite. Uh, I watched uh, that uh, the Squid Game. Mm. I thought it was really good. Mm. Yeah, I I watched it all. So basically, I mean, Korean listeners out there, get get going on this golden yeah. age. Don't come on. Stop yeah. listening to this podcast and get Just out get there and on, start yeah, creating yeah. stuff. I don't have an answer because I can't think of anything for the future. Um, and now I just feel inhibited talking about the past. Um, mm. So, um, But that is where all golden ages are in the past. They're never a golden age at the time. So. Well, I've, so I've got my golden age. Well, actually, so just I'll use my allotted time just to right. say I think it's interesting. Something you talked about briefly is, you know, if we know we're in a golden age. And if you are in that golden age, are you, is everyone in it, right? Because mm. in the 60s, you know, 
I think it definitely was a golden age. And also I think the people, I think uh, some of the people living through that definitely felt it was a golden age or certainly a time of change and wonderful things happening. But a huge proportion of the population, even in the countries where it was definitely happening, probably just thought it was all a load of old rubbish, you know? Yeah. Um, Nick. Here's my proposed golden age, yeah. which I've been desperate to see since I was a kid. Mm. Actual space again. Mm. Right. So I think we might be, uh, yeah. you know, as um, uh, Carl Sagan said, you know, d dipping our toe in the cosmic ocean. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I feel like we've got the so same conditions we had in sort of before the uh, the Spanish Golden Age. We've got some lots of you know people who see there's you know p lots of exciting stuff up there. We've got people still motivated by it's not yet corporations trying to make money, not entirely. It's people who do want to get and actually go and find out cool stuff in space and have a moon base and that kind of or a base on Mars. And they, so it's they've got the right motivation. We've got we've got some heft behind it because you know actually it's people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk who can who can buy mm. space races. So I. I I'm looking forward to actually going to the moon before I die. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Another so one for Elon. On and it. if yeah. not, when yeah. you do die, you know, I'm right. sure they can, you know. Resurrect me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, using AI. Like yes. My avatar can go to the moon. Yeah. Or they cool. can sprinkle your ashes. Yeah, I was thinking more what Chris yeah. said. But yeah, yeah I like oh, both. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, that prospect of your... <laughs> Of your, de of your, your demise. Your lunar demise. Um, yeah. yeah. It rather inspired me. Um, no, but that was nice, Nick. I like that. I think you, I think, yeah, that's a nice point. I think it's a nice way uh, to finish it all off. So thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare, Chris Ragg, and Jordan Formalis of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.